Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequency. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, hello, and not only happy Thursday, but happy holidays to everyone. On behalf of producer Kaina and myself, we would both like to wish all of you the absolute best of the holiday season in whatever way that you honor it. However you hold it, however, whatever you do, you know, love it for you, and I hope it is a wonderful, peaceful, and abundant time for everyone. So as we prepare for another Christmas day, which is tomorrow, well, depending on where you are, it may be today, I'm not quite sure. So if it's today, Merry Christmas, or Happy Whatever, um, you know, Joyous Festivus, uh, Awesome Saturnalia, you know, whatever it is. Today is one of the days as everybody is getting ready for huge family gatherings tomorrow. It is that last push towards getting everything done, getting the house cleaned, getting, you know, that last trip to the mall done, realizing you need batteries for almost everything. And, yes, as always, each and every year, even though I swear I'm not going to do it, I will actually be starting my Christmas shopping this afternoon. Now, the fact that I am starting my Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve would be something that most people would think rather odd. But, actually, for me, I kind of enjoy it. I know it's going to be crowded. I know the parking lot's going to be crowded. So therefore, because I expect it, anything less than completely, you know, overcrowded is a bonus. I don't take the hard feeling about, oh my gosh, I got to do this, I got to do that. I go in and go, wow, I haven't heard this music since, well, last year. I can smile at strangers, offer happy holidays, have a good day, you know, I wish you the best, happy pre-New Year, or whatever it is that allows us to connect with total strangers who are also out there at the last minute doing their shopping. I mean, we all know that we're out there at the last minute, so actually there's kind of a gentleness that we have with each other because we all know we were very poor in pre-planning. So the idea that a time period that could be considered stressful only has to be stressful if you view it as a source of stress. So navigating the next week through the weekend, you know, because then a lot of people are off for this time, a lot of people are traveling, there is a way to navigate it so that we can maintain not only wellness but balance of body, mind, and spirit during a time that feels very imbalanced. First off, just embrace the crazy. And what I mean by embrace the crazy is just allow that extra bit of time. Allow yourself, maybe, you know, during the shopping, go get yourself a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Sit and 
watch as kids go up and sit on Santa's lap and remember the days when you were young and that was such a big deal. You know, the idea of going over to the Santa at the mall and, you know, and some of the kids cry and that's okay. But there's always something very sweet about that. I remember when my sons were young, which seemed like a day ago, and they were little and they were going up and it's like, okay, you know, go take the picture and, you know, and, and the magic that was in their faces. And you look at some of the little children as they're walking around and their eyes are just aglow and they're all excited because this is the last day. It is something that can take each of us back to a point where I remember when I had that magic. I remember when I didn't worry about having that extra piece of pie. I remember when sitting in the dark and looking up at the tree all lit up was one of the most magical things I knew. And I believed in everything. And uh, it was, everything was possible. And I will tell you that even as an adult, honestly, I do believe in Santa Claus. I believe that there is an aspect of Christmas, that there's a magic to it. If we let it out, if we recognize it, that is still there. And maybe or maybe not, it is a jolly man in a red suit and a white beard. Or, you know, maybe it's the Father Christmas image of brown robes and and a holly wreath around their head. It could be almost anything that has nothing to do with going to the stores, that has nothing to do with ordering things online and seeing that things are delivered or, you know, trying to get your house all cleaned up before the visitors. There's something that is so special about it that actually can create balance. If you have a particular spiritual practice, you know, this is a very peaceful time of year, you know, when you actually think about some of the Christmas carols and hearing them sung and how special that is because it brings back so many memories. I was raised Catholic, so that meant, of course, Midnight Mass, which, of course, you had to be there, you know, by like 7 o'clock or else you weren't getting a seat. But even then, you know, listening to the choir sing and feeling a part of that community. And it didn't matter that everybody was going to be all fussing with each other in the parking lot anyway. But in that moment, we were a community. And we were all joined by those beautiful voices. We were all joined by that belief we had. And whatever it is that you believe, however it is you hold this this season. You know, I know folks who have wonderful Yule celebrations because their traditions go into, you know, the pagan traditions. And I think that's wonderful because many roads lead can lead to the same place. Many rivers lead to the same ocean. And whatever it is that brings you balance, whatever it is that allows your heart to be gentle at a particular time, whatever belief that is, maybe it's string theory, who knows? But whatever it is, embrace it. Allow it to comfort you. If you have family members who maybe, you know, there may be a little bit of tension there, 
how about you focus your attention on maybe one of the elders who would like to, you know, and ask them about stories about when they were young, they did for Christmas when they were children. Or go hang out with the kids. Read the night before Christmas. Or maybe even the Grinch that stole Christmas. Watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Or turn to that channel that just has like the image of the Yule log burning and, and, you know, Christmas carols being sung in the background. This is a time when we're meant to slow down. We're meant for calm and quiet. And while maybe, you know, calm and quiet, we've got to pluck wherever we can pluck it. The idea is that we take those moments out to just have quiet, to be able to sit and enjoy just being. Because it's in those spaces that we can remember the things that we're grateful for. It's not so much about the giving or the getting. It's about the loving. It's about the gratitude. It's about donating, you know, choosing a charity that you really feel strongly about or that you would support and help. You know, drop a toy into a, a you know, a collection bin to make someone else's Christmas a lot brighter. Um, there's a lot of animal shelters, and often at this time of the year, they could use blankets. And what they do is they put the blankets down in the kennel areas so that the, the you know the dogs and the kitties have some place soft to lay down because the some of the shelters have concrete flooring, and you know that gets cold. Go help out in a soup kitchen if you're really feeling motivated. Pick something that allows you to feel connected. We get together with people, and even in a room full of people that we know and we're related to, that doesn't mean we're necessarily going to feel connected. And feeling connected is one of the most significant things for this time of year. One of the hardest things at this time of the year is to feel isolated. And sometimes, especially, you know, maybe we've lost somebody we loved. And we see people celebrating and we remember about the Christmases and the times that we had with the person that we lost. And that can justifiably and perfectly reasonably have us feel sad. matter if you go there and acknowledge and be authentic with the fact that, yeah, you miss that person. And you feel their loss so much more powerfully at times of that are known for family. And you don't have to stay there. You can acknowledge, wow, I'm feeling kind of sad right now. And maybe call a friend. Maybe call somebody who also knew that person and, and spend time with them and talk to them because, you know, maybe they're missing them too. Being able to find those little eyes of the storm, those ways that, you know, you can, maybe you've got snow and you can go out and take a look at a white Christmas. I mean, in California, we we have certain areas that are known for that, but not as many as, say, you know, some of the places on the East Coast. 
or, you know, those of you who are in England or, you know, in Scotland or Ireland, you know, you probably have a more of a shot at it than we do, especially if you live in San Diego. If you live in San Diego, well, you know, go to an ice rink if you want cold, you know, or you can drive somewhere. I'm sure you can drive to some point that has snow. It may be a home drive, but figure out a way if, you know, and maybe if you grew up somewhere that had a lot of snow and you're here in California and it just doesn't feel like it, you know, drive up to Lake Tahoe. Remember your chains. If you're used to snow, you know that that's necessary sometimes. You know, make sure that you've got a good vehicle. But go and see the snow if that makes you feel that connection. The body is going to follow the mind and the spirit. If the mind and the spirit are in balance, the body's going to follow that. If you're stressing out about things, if you're stressing out about how much you're spending Christmas, stop spending it. You don't have to keep up with anyone. You know, I there were times when, honestly, I, I couldn't afford any presents. So I went down to the dollar store and got some cards for the people closest to me. And I wrote down in the card what they meant to me. And that was enough. What we give is enough. You know, yes, it's always wonderful to see great big huge boxes and presents and all that stuff and people all excited about opening it up. One present under the tree you can still share that connection with someone. You can give the gift of your time. You can give the gift of your attention. You can give the gift of companionship. Because when you look at what you feel when you're getting a gift, I sort of think about it as what you feel when you're cooking. Now, when I was growing up, my mother could transmit her state of mind into the food she was cooking like nobody's business. I mean, my father could come home, take one bite of his food, look at us, and say, okay, which one of you irritated your mother? Because you have thoroughly ruined my meatloaf. And even though nobody said anything, my mom didn't say anything, my dad could tell. And, and we could always tell that if something was weighing on my mom, her food tasted differently. I feel the same way when you're giving a gift because part of your energy is going into that. And if you spend all your time, you know, you get a gift, man, I really shouldn't be spending this. I really don't want to spend this. And you spend it anyway. And your whole mind is wrapped up in, man, you know, this is going to create hardship for me. I shouldn't be doing all this shopping. Why am I out here? That energy goes right into what you're giving. And how can you take joy in giving something when everything you've wrapped up around it is is negative? It would be better to give nothing, in, in my humble opinion, than to give a gift you resent giving. When we're able to be authentic, when we're able to look at what it is that we do, what it is that we give, what it is that we receive, because, you know, maybe we're on the receiving end of the card that 
the person is giving because they honestly can't afford anything else. Maybe it's a homemade card. And I know someone who would just make homemade cards and give them because that's what was what can be afforded. And I used to love those. I had another friend who made cookies and who would always bring by a, a, a plate of cookies. And that was all they had. But dang, those cookies were good. Those were some of the best cookies that I, I could possibly have. Because even though that person was, you know, had a lot of stuff, you know, in their life going on that was very hard, they loved Christmas. And making those cookies was something that they took great joy in. And their joy came through in every single bite of those cookies. When I was young, we used to move a lot. And when we were little, it was, you know, there were times when we were moving at Christmas. And I remember one, you know, we were very young. We were traveling across country. My father was military. And, you know, he would come back and we'd move and then he would be deployed again. And it would be just my mom and us. And we're at a motel. And my mother took some grocery bags that she got from the office, she drew out and colored in a Christmas tree. And we were worried. We were saying, it's like, we don't have a tree. We don't have anything. And she had bought presents. She had hidden them. But she said, don't worry. Santa knows where we are. And, you know, we were worried. But the next morning we woke up, and what we believed was the most beautiful paper tree was taped to the wall, and underneath that paper tree were presents. And that was amazing for us. And I really, I don't remember what the presents were. I do remember what it felt like to wake up and see that paper tree and how it meant the world to us. And after becoming a mother and knowing how much I wanted for my sons for Christmas, seeing their faces just light up with sometimes the simplest things. You know, we were going through a patch where, you know, money was very tight. So, yeah, all the gifts came from the dollar store. But they loved it. And, you know, I would wrap them in, in, you know, I would color on grocery bags and, and wrap them in that. And it was good enough. We need to remember what's good enough. It doesn't have to be a brand new Xbox One. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can show that you care. And you feel better knowing you gave something somebody knew you gave because you cared. That's the secret. That's the way to maintain that balance of body, mind, and spirit. Because it's, you know, when, when we're happy, when we're in that place of remembering the magic and we don't get wrapped up in all the other stuff, when, you know, when we can go hang out in a mall and just go, well, we're all here at the last minute, you know, go us. 
then, you know, we can put a few smiles on a few faces. You know, telling a clerk who is working on Christmas Eve, wow, thank you so much for working so hard to, you know, get us through here. I know it's a really tough day, and I've worked retail, so I know how tough that day can be. Tough as the day that everything gets returned, but still, it's up there. So, in regards to balancing of body, I want to touch a little bit on the concept that there is a lot of really good food out there at Christmas time, and a lot of us are on diets of some kind or trying to modify what we eat, and, and that can be a struggle, especially at times when every other commercial is, you know, ooey-gooey, rich and chewy, something chocolate, something covered in caramel, you know, cookies and and you know, duck or goose or turkey or ham or, you know, stuffing and and mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and sweet potato pie and that, you know, that amazing thing with the green beans and the cream cream of mushroom soup and the, the crunchy onion stuff on top. All of those things are there. And you go to some place and it's usually there's a meal around it. You can get wrapped up in saying, oh, man, I really should not be eating this, and then eat it anyway, and then feel bad and berate yourself because you did. Or you can just accept, you know what? I'm going to have some because it pleases me. I'm going to have some because it pleases the person who made it for me. Now, if you have an allergy, like a peanut allergy or you know, gluten issues that, you know, are physical, it's like, okay, you know, moderate yourself definitely and decide, is eating this going to be that bad for me? You know, it's kind of a, a, a risk-benefit type of thing. If it's something you're sensitive to, of course, you know, it's like, you know what, you know, I, I appreciate the thought, but I really can't have this because of the fact I've got an allergy. If it's just that, you know what, I, I really don't want to, you know, eat any sweets or anything like that because you're on a diet, you know what, lighten up and have a candy cane. You know, if it's just about you deciding, well, I'm either going to eat something and be miserable because I ate it and I'm going to judge myself very badly because, you know, I think that if I have the cookie, it means I'm weak. It means all this stuff. Maybe somebody makes a snarky comment about it. Well, should you be eating that cookie? Eat the cookie. Or, you know, you can just decide that you're going to sit there and complain about the cookie, not eat the cookie, and yet feel bad that you're not eating the cookie. Maybe eat half the cookie. Break out a recipe book that has, you know, low-fat, low-sugar cookies and have that. Have Create an alternative that you can be able to enjoy. But bottom line, you know, just be. If you're going to have the cookie, have the cookie, enjoy the cookie, appreciate the cookie, appreciate the person who made the cookie, And then let it go. 
and say, you know what? I really enjoyed this meal. I felt good about it. You know, you don't have to eat yourself into a food coma. If you have issues around the ability to moderate, then that's something you can get help with. There are a lot of tools that are out there. But if you're just an average person who is, you know, trying to, you know, maybe lose a little weight, have the cookie. You know, don't judge yourself based on what the cookie means. The cookie means nothing more than being a cookie. You're having the cookie. doesn't mean anything more or less than you had a cookie. It's when we attach stories. Oh, I had the cookie. I didn't spend enough. I, you know, didn't want to travel halfway across the state to go to a particular event when I really would have rather just stay home and relax. The holidays are the holiday season, which means you go on any day. If, if there is like, you know, a big family gathering that you really do not have the energy for, you know, there's always, you know what, how about if I come by tomorrow for tea and, you know, and, and cookies? Or, you know, I mean, everybody's got leftovers. So, you know, come over for leftovers. It doesn't have to be that exact day. Or if it does, it only does because you believe it has to be. One of my favorite things is just sitting at home and my tree's lit up and I'm listening to Christmas carols and I'm there with my dog and my cat. You know, maybe my son comes by and it's very quiet. It's very peaceful. And this year I'm choosing to go and visit with uh, some of my uh, ex-in-laws because I haven't seen them for a couple of years. And while it's not specifically what I would choose, I choose to go because, one, I haven't seen them for a long time. I have other days that I can rest. And, you know, it's just, it'll be nice to be around them after so long of not seeing them. It's all about choice. I choose to go because I do the risk-benefit. It's like, you know what? The risk is maybe I don't have quite as much resting time, but the benefit is I get a chance to see people who I, I haven't seen in a long time. If it was, you know, maybe something that a group that regularly got together, I might pass on it. But figure out what's right for you. Figure out what holds you into a place of balance. Figure out what it is that lets you remember the joy of the season in whatever way you hold it. Because we were all kids once. And there was magic a long time ago. And sometimes if we let the guard down, if we are willing to set aside the worries just for a little while, then we can remember that magic. We can touch on it again. We can remember what it's like to sit in front of in the dark, in front of a fully lit up Christmas tree. And we can have fun. We can be kids again just a little bit. Life can be hard enough. 
we all need a break from it sometimes. And being there for each other is a wonderful way to give yourself a break. Or allowing yourself to enjoy sitting in your fuzzy slippers and your bathrobe, you know, sipping on some hot chocolate. That is a great way too. Whatever you choose, however you choose it, I wish you the best and happiest of holidays. I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish you abundance in the new year. And I wish you community that you can enjoy and be with, be accepted by, and share with. So uh, we will not be opening the chat room after the show um, because folks have got stuff that they need to go do. And we are going to be back next Thursday and be talking about the brand new year. So until next time, Take care, everyone, and I wish you nothing but joy. So if there is anybody in the chat room, I will check in just for I will check in for just a little bit, and um, then you know we'll go ahead and shut it down. So uh, take care, be loved, love each other, give, receive, and remember the magic. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.